What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. and Matthew Souza. Hello. And we got a special episode today, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about QBs. And we're talking about wide receivers. Let's go, baby. Fantasy players' rankings are, are you know, highly convicted ratings that are just going to be dog shit by the end of the year. You're going to hear them here first, folks. And you're going to base your draft upon or base it on this podcast and our rankings. Right? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a lot of pressure. Don't listen no. to me. Um, we're good. Remember when I had Damian Williams as my top 10 running back? <laughs> This is the kind of content you'll get with us. Hmm. Remember when I tried having Tariq Cohen in my top ten? And you yeah, guys shamed me out of it? Tried. That was that, you out of it. I never I said, made it on air. I said, no, it was a joke. I was joking. <laughs> so we're talking quarterbacks and we're talking wide receivers. That's my quarterback. So we're gonna start? Yeah, I mean we could just jump, we can just jump into this shit. Any thoughts, no. questions, concerns? Actually, I want to I want to throw this out there. Okay, me. Uh, a couple preseason episodes ago, we were talking about uh, ETN, or I should mm. say, Souza was talking about ETN. Well, his season is now in jeopardy. Is END? Is END? It's RIP. RIP to ETN. Um, he's out. With a, I don't know what the injury is, but I know it's so, a foot. He got a Liz Frank injury. Ah, oh, damn Liz Frank! What a freak! I think it's, it's hiding Liz, in the basement. It's Liz Frank, right? It's not. They're, Liz, they're like Liz Frank. It's not oh. Anne Frank. Come no. on, you knew it was coming. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't, Souza. <laughs> it's a common who, injury in football. The only person who knew Anne Frank was coming was Craig. <laughs> um, I hope that's accurate. <laughs> Liz Frank, dude, what a bitch, man. Liz Frank is like, oh, she's like one of the most popular girls in everybody's high school. It's Liz Frank. Ah, oh, what a fucking. She walks around with her nose up in the air like a shit don't stink. That's what Liz Frank is. And right now, Liz Frank is tearing apart my man, ETM. Yeah, it's rough. And, you know, this is. What happens sometimes? The running back position is so important, but it's also the most fragile. And this is why some people only draft wide receivers to start because they're a vulnerable position. We've already lost Cam Akers too, another top running back that people would have loved to have. And luckily the season hasn't started yet and most people haven't drafted. But I drafted. Most people haven't. So if you're lucky and you haven't drafted yet, you, you're fine. But when the season starts, this can happen at any point in time. And wide receivers are generally less likely to fall like flies. But it's just the nature of the game, man. But guess what, guys? We're not talking about running backs today. No. We're talking about QBs and wide receivers. Where do we want to start? Let's ask the audience. Do we have a preference? What? Listener in your car or at your job. What would you like to hear first? Or on the toilet. What was that? Well, it's too fucking bad. We're going yeah. wide receivers. I'm making the call. All right. No. <laughs> All right. I heard quarterbacks. I heard. That's I just heard. the voice in your head. 
I heard kickers for some reason. Oh God! All right, so how, yeah, how are we gonna do off. this? Are we just gonna we're just gonna go through our own list? Or are we just gonna talk about one receiver and then see where he ranks on all of our lists? Let's just do that. Let's talk about the most think, popular think, receivers in the game. I think what we did last year, and I think what we can do this year is kind of go through our. This is what we'll do, right? Go. We'll all talk about our number ones, right? I feel like mo- more often than not, our number ones, two, three, are usually pretty, like, around the same. And then once once you get past the top three, I think it starts to deviate a little bit. Um, so what we can do is we'll start with one person. Uh, they say, like, where they're, where that person is. Like, we'll go in order. So, like, for example, spoiler alert, I have Tyree Kill as number one. So then if you have him as number four, you'll say, I have Tyree Kill as number four. And then we can talk about it and then move on to the next number two. Yeah, it'll flow. You know? And then we'll uh, talk about at the end, wide receiver. at the end, we'll go through all of our guys one to ten. Or we could just or we could just post them on social media like we've been doing for the past years. That's true. And not talk about them here. Yeah, Just not talking about it all. Don't talk, talk about, about some else. So right. you said Tyreek Hill at number one, huh, Mason? Lead her off, dude. Yeah, I have Tyreek Hill at number one. Um, you know, I think, look, we have talked about this a lot. The Kansas City offense is dynamic. Tyreek Hill is a dynamic, dynamic wide receiver. He makes plays. Uh, he makes big plays. He can do short yardage. He can do it all. The guy is incredibly fast. He's got great hands, um, and obviously he has one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the game throwing the ball. So I think, that, you know, that's all that needs to be said about my man Tyree Kill. I think he's his comeback still is what he did to his kid. Damn, isn't there like a statue of limitations? What do you mean? Where you can stop hating someone for one thing? Nope. Um, <laughs> Mason. Still AP? Yep. I talk about the backs. We we're lucky you're not doing this. Yeah. No, that's next episode. Person. That's next episode. Because those are fighting words. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So you got Tyreek Hill number one, huh, Mason? Yeah. Well, I do too. Okay. There we go. You know why? Because he's loyal. That's true. Reek is loyal. I mean, for the most part, since Tyreek Hill has been in the league. He's progressively gotten better each year. Since he's been with Pat Mahomes, he's been the fucking man. He was on my team last year, guys. I don't know if you knew this, but he got a 50-point game. Yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, that's pretty big. And it's not just one game, but the whole season, he's been the man. And the only reason I picked him instead of Devontae Adams is because I feel like Patrick Mahomes will be significantly better than Aaron Rodgers this year. Meaning I think the Kansas City offense will be better than the Green Bay offense significantly. Which means I think Tyreek Hill will be significantly better. I guess not significantly because I have Devontae Adams as my number two. But we'll get to him after. Then Devontae Adams. Okay. I just think Reek all around, like you said, Mason, short yardage, big plays, touchdowns. Last year, he's the number two wide receiver in the league in standard and PPR. He had 135 targets, 87 receptions, 
1,276 yards, 15 receiving touchdowns, a career high. And I'll tell you what, he ended his season last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense giving him his own peace sign. So Probably. this year, I'm not saying well he's got deserved. something to prove, but he got something to prove. He got something to prove. This is the year he's finally number one. We are splitting hairs at the top. I mean, the, the first three people we're going to talk about can easily finish number one. But I'm going to stick with Devontae Adams as my number one wide receiver. They are both very good, but Devontae Adams is the target hog on his team. Tyreek, he's my number two. Uh, not by too much, but I think Adams is, will be better. Tyreek obviously has Kelsey to deal with and because they, they just have more legitimate um, weapons to throw the ball to, like I just said. Kelsey, even Clyde running and passing. Mikol Hardman will be in the mix. Pat Mahomes can, can get it done with anybody. Adams is the guy on the team. And he was the one number one wide receiver last year. And that's compared to Tyreek Hill, who was number two, who had a 50-point game. Devonta Adams still outnumbered him. And Devonta Adams missed two and a half games. Still finished better than Tyreek with a 50-point game. He is nasty. He got 18 touchdowns last year. Maybe a little bit of an outlier, not going to lie. But sure, you might take a few touchdowns away from him, but give him that extra two and a half games that he missed last year, and I'm sure he'll make up the difference. He is a beast. I still trust him, and I'd love to have him. Devontae Adams. That's a good argument for Devontae Adams. The only reason I'm picking Tyreek Hill over Adams, simply for that reason, durability. Adams hasn't played 16 games since 2016. Well, Glenn, so I'm assuming you have him at number two, yes? Yes. Okay, so you have him at two, so he doesn't have one, and Susie, you have Tyreek at two, right? Yep. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go a little bit against the grain here from you guys. Since we're talking about Adams, I might as well talk about where I have him ranked. And um, I actually have him ranked four. Uh, now, I don't know if that's super surprising, but I, it's a combination for me of both things that you guys just talked about. Number one, Devontae Adams, I feel like is more injury prone, whereas Tyreek Hill has been hurt, but he hasn't missed a significant amount of time compared. Actually, did you say four? Yeah, I did. I was, I was trying to, I thought I heard that. <clears throat> It's a combination of things for me. I like it's the injuries, and it's also the fact that I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be as good this year. Personally, um, they have a difficult schedule, uh, and I think that it's it's going to be more difficult. I think the okay. So once again, they have the problem on their offense that I think they've had for a while with their wide receiver core. It's just one guy, you know. Um, it's Devontae. And I feel like most defenses can key in on him and try and take him away. Um, can they? No. I mean, they can they try. I'm just look. I, I'm just. I'm just. I'm asking you, thinking about having him number four, because if it comes down in a fantasy draft, you're saying you draft three wide receivers before Devontae Adams. Good way to look at it. Let's see what he says. Yeah, I would. Ballsy. Ballsy? We're playing stupid. <laughs> you never know. You can say what you want. I'm sticking to my guns. You're not Mason shaming me out of this one like you do with Tyree. Uh, Mason Tyree will Jones. give us some arguments coming up, I bet. All right. I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see who number two and three is. I so have we, to say, 
over the past two years, 2020, 2019, Devontae Adams played 26 games, Tyreek 27. Are they really – is one really that more injury prone than the other? Um, and in 2018, Tyreek played 16, Adams played 15. But not that – not that far off. Yeah, but wasn't 2019 Adams' worst year? 2019 is when he actually missed the most games. He was like he was out week five through eight. Yeah, it had that was a year. scary year. Yeah, is and, that right? And twenty and 2019 is the only year Tyreek got hurt in his career, missing 12 games. Other than that, he's I'm played the whole everything. season besides the last game of the year, if you're going to count the 16th game. I don't know. I think I think Rogers takes a little bit of a step back this year, personally, as well, and I think that contributes to it. People love to hate on Rogers. He sucks. They're waiting for that day. I do love to hate on Rogers. Actually, he's a big he suck. He's overrated though. <laughs> all right, moving on. We we established Reek and Adams. Um, all right. Well, kind of. Yeah, well, Mason's uh, got to talk about who he has next. <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing it's got to be this guy that I have at number three, and if it's not. We're going to have some issues. <laughs> it's Tyreek Cohen. Tyreek Cohen. Number, yes, three, Tariq Cohen. number three on my wide receiver list is the man who, like I said, I'm not going to say he broke out last year, but definitely a new environment did good things for him. I'm talking Stephon Diggs. Last year, he was the number three wide receiver overall, so why can't he do it again? Especially another year with Josh Allen. The only thing I question with him, I mean, he played all 16 games. Actually, I can't even question it. He's played 15, 15, 16 games the last three years. I feel like early in his career, he was a little bit injury-prone, missing a few games. But last year, he was the man. 166 targets. 166! That's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the same thing like another episode ago where I thought he was more injury-prone than it's turned out to be. Right. Why do we think that? Like I said, I, I guess the early Vikings years, I mean, he played 13 games, 13 games, 14 games. That's still not bad, though. Right, but he was always – I maybe, feel like he was questionable, like, every week. With like a maybe yeah. some of those games That's count, true. but yet he was out by, like, the first quarter. So that could be playing another role into it. Maybe. But, I mean, with Buffalo, he's shown no reason that – like, right now, he's currently questionable. But, I mean, with Buffalo – Some people are like that. Like no, no sign of – not being an elite receiver and one year with Josh Allen. I don't see a regression in Josh Allen. Do you guys? No, no. no. Right. So Stefan Diggs um, number three, Mason. If Where is he? Number two. All right. I have, yeah, I have Diggs number two. Uh, personally, I think Stefan Diggs ekes out what he did last year. And I think a, a caveat here for me, for these first four guys, I think that actually really the first five, I feel like, the separation between them is like, like Susan said, we're kind of splitting hairs here uh, for most Cubic of these hairs. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Whatever hair you desire. Um, but yeah, I, I have Diggs uh, number two um, just because he's, he's dynamic in that Buffalo Bills offense. Josh Allen's fantastic. Um, they lost a few uh, wide receivers this off season, I believe. Um I don't know what that was, if you guys just heard that. But um, they added Emmanuel Sanders. That's true. They did get Sanders. Um, 
Oh. But I think he's at the point. They lost John Brown. That's what I Yes. Um, I'd, I'd rather I, have John Brown. I think that he's that. Yeah. I think that he's at the, uh, I'm Sanders at the point in his career where I feel like his, he'll make like a few key catches, but he's not like a, a big contributor no. to an offense. You know I what I mean? Like he'll he'll move the sticks kind of deal. Like he'll give you a catch if you need it. But, um, but as far as Diggs goes, I mean, we saw it last year. Diggs, Diggs is phenomenal. He's a very good wide receiver. And obviously Josh Allen's throwing the ball. He's going to have more targets, I think, this year than last year. So that's why I put him uh, number two. But also behind Tyreek Hill because I think that Kansas City's offense is a, is a powerhouse. A little Susan, bit better. Susan, so. where you got him? I got him at three as well behind Devontae and Tyreek. Again, whether they're one, two, three, or four, they're going to be elite. Really doesn't even matter at that point. Um, but, yeah, I got him at number three. That's where he finished last year, uh, whether it's PPR or standard. He's good. And like Glenn said, there's really no reason to believe that'll change. I mean, if anything, he's now more dependent with John Brown out of there. Um, Josh Allen's still great. Diggs is still great as long as he's healthy. And that's it. That's all there is to it. All right, so all here's, right. The, here's the thing. When I break down my wide receiver list, we talk about maybe like tiers of where certain certain guys are in fantasy. On my top 10 list, I have the first three guys as listed as tier one. So my Reek, my Adams, my Dicks. And then I have four, five, six in tier two. Guys that I'd feel comfortable with, but there's just three better guys than those guys that I'd rather have. And then from seven to like 11 or 12, that's just where it's all in the middle. It's all mixed up. I feel like guys are interchangeable. So as we move, I'm moving to the next tier on my list. So three best wide receivers in the league who I think can finish at number one are Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs. My next guy, number four, Mason, this might be your number three. I'm going with Donkey Kong Metcalf. No, it's not, it's not my three. It's not my three. I have, I have DK at five right behind Adams. All right. DK Metcalf's my number four. And all right, if he's not your number three, is, is it Calvin Ridley? Yeah. Calvin Ridley is my number three. Um, I think that I people have questions now that Julio's gone. I just talked about this quickly. I'm sure you guys have Ridley as well, like somewhere in your top 10. But uh for me, Calvin Ridley, I think obviously took a massive step last year. Um and people have questions about how he's going to do without Julio Jones in the offense, but people seem to forget that Julio missed a pretty significant amount of the season last year, and Calvin really was fine. Um, obviously, he still has Matt Ryan throwing him the ball, and say what you want about Matt Ryan, he's good at putting up stats, and he'll give really the ball, and I think really a dynamic wide receiver. The addition of Kyle Pitts, I feel, can only help him out uh, a little bit, but yeah, I, I just think He's, he's good, um, and I'm, I think he's going to take that next big step this year to cement himself amongst the uh, the best, personally. So he, you got him at number three, huh? I got him at three. And you'd rather have Calvin Ridley over Devontae Adams? Yes. Last year in standard, Calvin Ridley finished at four. PPR is number five. So I got Ridley at five, right behind Metcalf. Um, my only argument is with Ridley. I feel like it's tough to duplicate a year that he had because he kind of just fucking emerged last year. Year before that, he was ranked 
27th in PPR, 23rd in standard. And his rookie year, he was 22nd in PPR, 18th in standard. What was the big jump? Like, that, that's a huge jump from Calvin Ridley, a guy that you could get mid-round. Now he's going as a top four, top five wide receiver. My expectations on him is that he should stay there. However, I don't see him making the job to like a top three wide receiver. He's right around the four, five, six range for me. That's why I think he'll live. I think actually the benefactory of Calvin Ridley will be Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is going to merge kind of like Ridley did last year. I think Kyle Pitts will have the Calvin Ridley effect. Calvin Pitts, not Calvin Pitts. Kyle Pitts is um, a beast, but we're not talking tight ends right now. We're talking Calvin Ridley. I got him five behind Metcalf. I mentioned Metcalf earlier. Give me Metcalf solely because I think he's going to be top two in touchdowns this year and receiving touchdowns. I'm saying at least 15 from Metcalf. Receptions might not be there. I think it'll be yardage and touchdowns. Um, Seattle still kind of got the same offense. Russell Wilson's still the guy there. But I like Metcalf over Ridley just because I know the expectations are there with Ridley. I just feel like it's going to be tough to duplicate again for him, per se. But we'll see. Sousa, Ridley and Metcalf, where you got them? I have Ridley next as uh, number four. Okay. So Adams, Tyreek, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley. And I don't have Metcalf until number seven. Damn. I got two other receivers to him. Uh, I like Ridley. I don't see Allen, and he's really almost, I can say, Torch or Julio passed the torch to him. Julio missed a lot of time last year. Calvin Ridley stayed the same. Calvin Ridley missed a game, and he also had a goose game. Five targets, zero receptions, zero points. So that's two pretty much nothing games, but yet he's still – top four guy. He finished number four, number five, like you said. So I don't see why he can't continue to do that. He is the lead wide receiver. And Kyle Pitts, I think, should help him too, take some pressure off of off of him a little bit. Because if it was just Julio that was gone and no other receivers to really kind of watch out for, then maybe he, it would be a little more uh, hard for him. But yeah, I like Ridley a lot. And then Metcalf, I like him. Metcalf finished five standard, seven PPR. I have him seven this year right now. I don't see an issue with Metcalf either. I really don't. Uh, but I have Ridley ahead of him due to the – I mean, here he got 20 more targets last year. He got more receptions, and I think that'll that'll continue because uh, Seattle's a very efficient offense, especially with Tyler Lockett catching bombs, ending a drive right there where Metcalf isn't going to get anything. Um, Falcons don't really have that, Calvin Ridley. I, th- I think – see if the Seattle can work against Metcalf. I feel like a comparison for Metcalf and his stats are kind of similar to like what Tyree kills are. Like he's not going to go crazy with reception. Some games he did show that last year, but he only had 83 catches last year. He had a lot of targets, a lot of yards and double digit touchdowns. I feel like his ceiling would be that of Tyree kill. Um, if everything goes right with the Seattle offense. And to your point, Suze, I I agree with the Falcons offense. Matt Ryan getting older. Team's not as good. I do think Kyle Pitts will help them out, but I feel like Kyle Pitts is going to feed off 
the attention focused on Ridley. So, like I said, that's just my Metcalf and Ridley observations, four and five. Um, so, all right, I feel like let's review here. Or right, actually, yeah. Susa, Susa, you gave us sorry, your Ridley was your four, right? Yeah, he, he needs to tell us yeah. his fifth guy. Tell us your fifth, and then we'll go through our top five. Number five, I got someone who we haven't talked about yet, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins. I didn't believe in him last year going to the Cardinals. I don't even think he was in my top ten. If anything, he was really low. Yikes. Um, And then probably outside, actually. But then he finished number four, PPR. Number ten standards. That's actually a pretty big range depending on the format, four versus ten. But – I mean, he, he was dominant on that team. We saw some crazy plays from him. Kyler Murray, he adjusted to that new offense very well. 160 targets, 115 receptions, 1,400 yards. That's great. Only six touchdowns, though. Only six touchdowns, which is kind of low. So maybe that could even go up, and he can even be better than he was last year. Might not might not do that because uh, Kyler Murray can get stuff done on his, with his own legs. He got running backs. Even A.J. Green is there, a big body receiver who could catch a touchdown or two. Um, so yeah, maybe the touchdown such a boner for him, man. Yeah, yeah, what, do got, what do you got him at, number nine? No, so maybe, <laughs> maybe the touchdowns won't go up too much, but at the very least, six is a good floor with plenty of room for more touchdowns. So I, I think DeAndre Hopkins, another year with that offense, still elite, working a better rapport with Murray. It's going to be a good S-Z-N for Hopkins. Okay, so real quick, go through our top five. My, I want to talk about Hopkins real quick because I have him at number six. No, me too. I am at six. Okay, okay. we so have a, top six. Well, well yeah, his, I, and he rounds out my second tier of wide receivers. So one, two, three is the top of the elite, middle of the pack, but obviously still elite, Metcalf, Ridley, and Hopkins. And then after mm-hmm. that, it's a free for all. There's so many guys that you can interchange from, like, like I said, seven to 12, seven to 13. I agree with that. Yeah. The last four of our top 10 is going to be interesting. So let's go top six. Um, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Diggs at three, Metcalf at four, Ridley at five, Hopkins at six. Okay. Um, mine is Tyreek at one, Calvin Ridley at two, Stefan Diggs at three, Devontae Adams. Oh, my bad. Sorry. I had that backwards. Uh, Tyreek Hill at one, Stephon Diggs at two, Calvin Ridley at three, Devontae Adams at four, DK Metcalf at five, and Hopkins at six. And I got Adams at one, Tyreek at two, Diggs at three, Calvin Ridley at four, Hopkins at five, and number six, who I haven't talked about yet, Justin Jefferson. Oh, good one. He made the top six for me. And, I mean, plain and simple, he was six last year, rookie season should be better this year. There's no reason for him to step back, still have Thielen, still Kirk, still Dalvin Cook, same offense, but more experience, better rapport. Maybe defenses are going to harp on him a little bit more. That's, I guess, the argument to why it wouldn't get better. But I think the extra season, it kind of outweighs that, and he's just a great talent. So let's let's, let's keep it going for Justin Jefferson. You said you had Metcalf at seven, so he's on the outside. Um, yeah, he, he's next for me. Justin Jefferson Souza fits into my third tier of top 10 wide receivers. I actually have him at number eight. Um, obviously, Justin Jefferson is a rookie last year. Stellar, if you will. K- 
can he do it again? Do you trust Kirk Cousins enough for him to do it again? Yes. I've been trusting him with uh, Adam Thielen for years. Why not Justin Jefferson? Well, Adam Thielen emerged with Case Keenum. So let's not act like we can credit Kirk Cousins with Adam Thielen's success. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I got him two spots down from you. Number eight, just not number six. I think he's going to be a great wide receiver. I just don't think he'll be as good as last year. I don't know if Mason has Justin Jefferson in his top 10. He stepped away for a second. But I'm just going to go to my number seven, okay? My number seven. Now, this was tough. Seven to ten was tough, man. You could you could roast me. Or I'm gonna. you could praise me. Because my number seven. Bag it up. Bag it up. Today. Oh. Bag it up. Put it reverse, Terry. Put it reverse. Scary <laughs> Terry McLaurin is going to reach top 10 this year. He's going to be the number seven wide receiver on the Washington, well, representing the Washington football <laughs> team. Um, why, you ask? Why? Because they finally have. A somewhat competent quarterback, a quarterback who will take chances, a quarterback that is known to feed its best receivers and Ryan Fitzmagic. Last year, with the dog shit at QB that the Washington football had, Terry McLaurin played 15 games, 134 targets. I will take that from Terry McLaurin. The only thing he lacked was them TDs. Only four on the year. Guys, I don't know about you, but I think the Washington football team is going to be better than seven and nine this year with Ryan Fitzmagic under the helm. Mm. What, um, sorry, what I was reading something. What, uh, oh, yeah. what where, do you, where do you have uh, Terry at? Sorry. I have Terry at number seven. Okay. I have him at eight. Um, I really like how that offense is going to look this year, I think, with Fitzpatrick at home, personally. So now, Susan, where do you, where you got Terry at? Does he crack the top 10? He's number 10. He just I, made it. He just made it. That's good <laughs> to hear. Um, Mason, where do you have Justin Jefferson? Because that's I uh, have I have him at seven. Um, okay. I think he's kind of gonna finish where he did last year. Uh, you know, I like I don't like the Vikings, as I think it's well documented on this podcast. Yeah, none, of us yeah, are, yeah. Uh, none of us are real Kirk Cousins stands here, uh, no, even though we are members of the Kirk Cousins stand club. Uh, we are not Kirk Cousins stands. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like he's, he's once again, he's just a really good talent. Uh, and Kirk Cousins, kind of like how I feel about Matt Ryan, Though he might not be like a good NFL quarterback, he's a good fantasy quarterback in the sense that he'll he'll give you points to your players, you know. So he's able-bodied in that sense. Um, so I like Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson this year, uh, I would like to have him on my team, honestly. So wouldn't probably, we all? You're probably not gonna. Yeah, probably not. Let's be honest. I'm probably gonna have Brandon Cooks again. All right, classic. So, Souza, 
You're number yeah, so eight. I'll, yep. I got Metcalf at seven. Yep. So he's after Justin Jefferson for me. And we talked about Metcalf. Number eight for me. Again, someone we haven't talked about. <clears throat> Allen Robinson, the second. He's number eight for me. He He's good. He's good. In the last two years, 150-plus targets. Now, new quarterback. But that's a good thing because he's going to have arguably the best quarterbacks he's ever had, even if it's Andy Dalton. <laughs> and That's saying something, by the way. I know. I know. He's someone you can rely on. Last two years, played all games. Um, he He's a top 10 guy. Whether it's – well, standard, he was he finished 12 the last two years. PPR, he was seven two years ago, nine last year. And, again, better quarterbacks on the horizon. So that is can only go up, you'd think. Not a big touchdown machine, six last year, seven the year before that. So it's not like he had any outlier seasons with touchdowns. In fact, it could probably go up. He's at a 1,000-yard receiver for sure, 1,200 last year, 1,100 the year before. And – it just comes down to targets. You want that volume and Allen Robinson's good, better quarterbacks. I think it's just gonna be a better team overall. Give me some Allen Robinson. Uh, Susan, I also have Allen Robinson in my top 10, but he is number 10. Uh, just making the cut. I think that there are guys that'll probably have better seasons than him, but we talked about it last week uh, or the last episode. Allen Robinson, I feel like is one of those guys who's very talented uh, kind of flies under the radar a little bit because he's never been on like a real contender. He's only been on the Jaguars and the Bears. And the Bears have made noise a little bit, but being in, the, in that division with the Packers, they're never really like a perennial contender. Um, so I, I like Allen Robinson this year. Um, I think, like you just said, he has technically the best quarterback that he's had throwing in the ball, even if it is Andy Dalton. Um, could also be Justin Fields, even though the jury's out on him, could technically be worse than both Blake Bortles and, uh, whoever the hell was throwing the ball last year. I forget, uh, Nick Foles and Nick Mitch Trubisky. Foles and, uh, yeah. So technically we don't know anything about Fields, so he could be worse than them, but I would err on the side of that not being the case. Um, so yeah, I think Alan Robinson is poised to have a pretty good season. Uh, I like him having a number 10. Allen Robinson doesn't make my top 10, guys. Damn. Damn. Disrespectful, honestly. If, if I would have put Allen Robinson um, on my list, he'd be 12. Okay? If we went that far. But we don't. So I'm not going to talk about him. Yeah, say top 12. It's top 10. Right. The wide receiver one, though. That's good. Yeah. No, he, no doubt. He's uh, been consistent even when dog shit quarterbacks. Andy Dolan. It's Andy Dolan. We haven't seen fields yet, but if they're smart, they throw to the best receiver that they got, and that's Allen Robinson. Um, we got to move to nine and ten, I think, because we've all done our top eight. Sousa did his ten in Terry McLaurin, correct? Yeah, my, my ten is Robinson, too. So. Your Who's Robinson. your eight, guys? Right, you got through eight? My eight yeah, is my, Justin Jefferson. My oh, eight okay. is Terry. Terry. My number nine, okay. Now, all of a sudden, it's becoming a hot trend um, now that Field Yates has said it. But I've been saying this since the end of last season, that this man will be a top 10 receiver. He will be the best receiver 
on a very high-powered offense that is filled with offensive talent. And this man is C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. C.D., in my opinion, will break out this season. I mean, he kind of sort of broke out last year, um, even though his numbers, you know, he's top 25 receiver in both standard and PPR. Most of the season was with Andy Dalton, though. Lame. Lame. We got to have Dak Prescott in order for C.D. Lamb to become top 10. It's tough picking between him and Cooper because Cooper has been so consistent since joining the Dallas Cowboys. But I just feel like C.D.'s got that explosive factor to where he could take a five-yard slant to the house. I mean, Cooper has that too. I, I'd feel comfortable drafting either or of them. I have Cooper outside the top 10. I got him around like 13, 14. But something about C.D., man, and – like I said, everyone's coming. It's, it's not a secret anymore. Like I said, Field Yates has been talking about it. That's his, you know, most valuable player in fantasy this year. I just think um, it's time. It's time to see how C.D. Lamb can be a household name in the NFL and for the Dallas Cowboys. And I got him at number nine. All right. Uh, my number nine guy is uh, – I feel like – I don't know. I haven't heard like a lot about him. Could be because he's he's nursing a little bit of an injury, but all all signs point. I think as of today, Adam Schefter put out a report that he should be good to go for week one. Uh, my number nine is uh, AJ Brown. Um, and I think a more argument would probably be that because Julio's there, that Brown might take a little bit of a step back. Uh, but I would argue that this is actually better for Brown um, because say what you want about Corey Davis. Corey Davis had a pretty damn good year last year, uh, and A.J. Brown still had a very good year as well. So I think with the addition of Julio, because obviously Corey Davis had a good year, but you could probably attribute that more to A.J. Brown getting most of the coverage, right? I feel like the opposite is kind of true. Now you look at AJ Brown, you look at Julio Jones, you got to watch out for both of those guys. Also, they still have Delaney Walker. Uh, obviously, they have Derrick Henry. So, and I, I Ryan Walker, <laughs> do they still have Delaney Walker? Don't they? He's still playing. Yeah, I, think I don't so. know who they have actually. I thought they I got thought so. first curve. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Ferks are, he's I think he was, he was pretty, he was a serviceable tight end for them last year. Obviously, not fantasy wise, but, um, so, but my thing is, is that uh, Ryan Tannehill has proven, maybe not in the playoffs, but in at least in the regular season, he's a very efficient quarterback. Uh, he works well in that offense. And I think A.J. Brown is poised to be a, a top 10 wide receiver. I'm saying it. He's going to do it, man. Yeah, I like it. Actually, I really thought about – it was a debate between Terry – C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown for top 10. And Terry made the top 10. Um, But I love them all. So number nine for me. You ready? I'm ready. Ready. Keenan Allen. He's in my top 10. I think he's worthy. I think people people know what he can do. That's a good pick. He wasn't the best last year in terms of top 10 receivers, because he was 14th in PPR and worse in standard, 19. But he is a PPR machine. So that 
has to play into your to your uh, analysis. If you're a standard league, you got to think things a little bit differently. He's a target monster, 140 plus targets last two years. Um, didn't quite crack a thousand yards, 992. That's a shame. But Justin Herbert, first season last year, very good. He's only going to get better. There's no one really um, threatening Keenan Allen's spot. They just might have Mike Williams still and Jalen Guten, Guyton, uh, whoever that is. Jared Cook at tight end. That's Uh-oh. new. Interesting. <laughs> Jared Cook. Uh, but, no, I think, I think Keenan Allen is reliable. He's a top 10 talent. Doesn't always finish there. The year before he did, he was number six. So, I think, you know – at around nine, that's a good average for him. He might finish a little more. He could finish a little higher. So I'm just going to go with nine. I like him. He's very consistent and reliable in terms of volume. Yeah, uh, Keenan Allen don't have in the top ten, but uh, he could be. Like I said, the guys I have from like seven to 14 all could finish between seven to 14. Like yeah, I feel like I any one mean. of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing about Keenan Allen, like I said, didn't crack a 1,000 yards. Still had 100 receptions on 147 targets. You know, you can't go against those target numbers. The fantasy for me just comes down to volume. If he's getting that many looks, Justin Herbert still being the man, yeah, why not? Um, Herbert. A.J. Brown, it was tough. I, I like, had to interchange my 9 and 10s like five different times before I finally made my list. Yeah. A.J. Brown outside the top 10 for me. Um, it, it's just going to – it's tough because again, he had a thousand yards on um... seventy receptions. That's the scary thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's like you said, Tyreek and DK, but it's like a step down. Right, so it's a little more risky. Right, one hundred and six targets. Maybe Ryan Tannehill likes throwing to Julio Jones too more than he likes throwing to Corey Davis. I would, but, but eleven touchdowns. I mean, touchdowns aren't guaranteed. It's not, you know. It's the hardest thing to predict. Right. Uh, with him, I mean, he's trending upwards. You know, why not? Tennessee has a high-powered offense, especially with Tannehill, the running game. There's no reason why he can't get that again. It's just I feel like there's better options than A.J. Brown. My <laughs> – it's tough, and we're talking about touchdowns, but the only reason I'm putting my number 10 guy in the top 10 is specifically because he is a red zone beast, a touchdown monster. And he's a Super Bowl champion, guys. Oh. I'm, talk, I'm talking about Mike Evans. Last year, he finished 8 in standard, 11 in PPR. Like A.J. Brown, who we just brought up, 100 over 100 targets, only 70 receptions, though, and 1,000 yards. 13 touchdowns, though. Remember those couple games? One reception or two receptions, one yeah. yard, touchdown. That's what I'm saying. I think that's enough for him to get into the top 10. Another year to gain chemistry with Tom Brady. You guys see Tom Brady slowing down at all at age, how is he, 45, 44? Nope. No, me neither. I don't see Mike yet. I mean, they want to run it back. I think um, Buck's offense is going to be stupid good again. I think Tom Brady is going to be great. I think Mike Evans is going to be the touchdown leader again for the team. Number 10. I like that pick, Lynn. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him this year, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like people slept on him last year a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah, Goggin was the guy, but Evans had a better season. Brady likes his big guys. That's true. 
He likes his little white receivers, like Scotty Miller, Wes Walker, you know, Edelman. But he likes his big targets, his big red zone targets. Yeah, because I think he he likes he likes people who can go up and get the ball. You know what I mean? Like if you if you and how many like speed? How many guys in the league can go up and get the ball better than Mike Evans? Like imagine Tom Brady and DK Metcalf. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's scary. Yeah. Um, So we said everybody in our list, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, that's wide receivers. We'll post them on the social so you guys can read and react to them. Uh, again, our opinions, you know, for the most part, we were pretty consistent for our top six. It just, you know, it, it gets different in that seven to ten era just because I feel like so many guys can be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, one wide receiver before we move on to quarterbacks. One wide receiver this year that you think will surprise a lot of people in fantasy, either a good way or a bad way. I like I like that. I'm trying to think if there's any in a bad way. Yeah, I kind of want to go bad. <laughs> um. Oh, I, you know what? I'll go in a good way. Okay. Um. I think I think that Brandon Ayuk legitimately has a chance to take a big step forward Um, because I don't really see a lot of, you know, obviously besides Kittle on that offense. And I think they have a good run game. I don't really see a lot of guys. I like, and I like Debo Samuel, but I think Brandon Ayuk showed last year that he can be the number one guy as far as wide receivers go. And I think he's poised to take a big step kind of regardless of, of who the quarterback is. Um, Obviously, they have to kind of, you know, sort out if they want to go with Jimmy or uh, Trey Lance, right? It's Trey Lance. Yeah. But uh, from what I understand, Trey Lance has looked pretty good uh, in the preseason yeah. too. So we'll see. But I think he's poised. He can take a big step. I like it. I'm going with a good, a good one too. Um, I think I talked about him in another episode, Darnell Mooney on the Bears. Rookie last year, um, he had he had like, what, 90 targets or something in his rookie year. And I made the case before. I just think his second year is just going to be better. I, I feel like he's a really good talent. He's going to be – he's going really late. So I think the change that he can make, since he's already so low right now, can be pretty uh, dramatic. Like he can all of a sudden be a number two receiver, like uh, – a wide receiver two, I mean, rather than a wide receiver four that he might be drafted as now. But I like Ayuk too. That's a really good pick. I was thinking about him. Ayuk. Ayuk. Um, I'm going to ask you guys both a question. Okay. When we did our rankings last year, who's the number one wide receiver on the board? Consensus number one. Michael Thomas. Michael. Yeah. Thomas. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, I, I was because I was about. just thinking to myself. The only reason I know that Glenn is because I was just thinking to myself. I was like, "Damn, where the fuck's Michael Thomas?" I know. <laughs> he didn't even cross my mind. I know. Yeah. I know. And that's the thing. People are gonna forget about him. Now, I'm not saying he's gonna. Is he injured or something? He is injured. I don't know when he's slated to come back. Um. Sean Payton says he's being ahead of schedule. I don't, I don't know if there's a time to, but he's still on the PUP list. He'll still miss the early part of the regular season. 
Uh, I'm the saying most reports is, earlier this summer putting his timeline at around four months from June. So that's October. So that's around what week six, week seven, that's the middle mm-hmm. of October. All I'm saying is a guy you could get in late rounds yeah. has potential to be a top 10 wide receiver. Drew Brees ain't throwing the ball anymore, though. That's the only thing, but he's proven he could do it in the past. How he comes back from the injury, I don't know. All I'm saying is don't forget about Michael. Well, I did. So thank you. Yep. And I know a, a particular member in our league just happens to be the commissioner, Mr. Andrew Panacho, says, uh, what was the hey, first, last year? Got to take risks. And, take and risks. Michael Thomas is the exact definition of that. You're going to pay for him in the sixth, seventh round. He's going to be on your bench half the year almost. Guaranteed Panacho snags him. I know. But he can pay off. You just got to string, string together a few wins, even if you're 500 by the time he comes back. Yep. That's a big game changer for your team. Huge. Um, all right, let's move on to quarterbacks. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> That's the sound drop before we get into it. That's my quarterback. quarterback. That's my quarterback. All right. Do we have a consensus number one quarterback? I asked this no. question. No, we don't. I know we don't. Because oh, me and Mason were already, no. already talking. No, come on. Don't do it, guy. And now here's the thing. He is elite. I'll give you that. But come on, man. No, no. It's Susan. It's not me. Well, no, Glenn's saying we shouldn't have him. What are you, what are you saying, Glenn? I'm saying the guy. All right. If it's Susan, I know who it is. <laughs> but. As soon as I told, I told Susan, I was like. All right, do you want me to go first? I can go first. Well, I don't know. I really don't know what Glenn's thinking, to be honest. I'm curious. Listen, listen, man. I just don't know how you bet against him. I mean, him. I guess I, I guess I do know because this he did finish. Oh man! All right, it should be Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes should be number one. It should be, right, Mason? Yes. Right. But it's not because Souza has Josh Allen at number one because he was the number one quarterback <laughs> last year. And, it, and it, he's elite. He is elite. He has proven he is elite. But it's time for the king to return. It's time for the tribal chief, Pat Mahomes, oh to retake that throne. Coming off probably the worst game of his life. He's going to be on a fucking mission. I'm talking MVP. I'm talking Super Bowl. I'm talking fantasy number one quarterback. I'm talking maybe a repeat of 2018 for Pat Mahomes if he stays healthy. No, yeah, no, dis- no disrespect to Josh Allen, okay? Because he was the man last year. He broke out. But might have a little bit more to put in his diaper as the year goes on. Yeah, I think uh, – And that's why – And that's why you know, I don't have Josh Allen at number two. <gasps> um, Pat Mahomes, you said it's going to be a repeat of 2018. That's the thing. You got to go back to 2018 for him to be number one. He's number four last year, number seven the year before that. He missed time. He missed time. Missing time counts. You can't have that. You know who hasn't missed time the past two years, who's finished above Pat Mahomes both times? My number one quarterback, Kyler Murray, you son of a bitch. Whoa! Damn. 
Wow. Kyler motherfucking Murray. I love, I love this guy. I really want to get him. I love Mahomes too. I think you'll bounce back better than he has the last couple of years. But the rushing quarterback is a Chico. Lamar Jackson rushing a thousand yards every year. That's not fair. Kyler Murray, almost a thousand, 800 yards. But the difference between him and someone like Lamar Jackson is that he can throw for 4,000 yards too. Throw for 4,000 yards, rush for 800 or more. That's not fair. He's really fast. I love watching him escape the pocket because it doesn't sound, it doesn't look real. And um, just another year better. He's, he's had two years so far, going into his third year with Arizona. A uh, better rapport with Hopkins. AJ Green. Stop. AJ Green. Stop. Stop. Listen, listen. Shut the fuck up. About <laughs> we, AJ need Green. A, we need to get an intervention, dude. AJ Green's okay? going to be. Um, I'm going to open that closet. Receiver, okay? I'm going to go to your house. I'm going to open that closet behind you. I'm going to burn the AJ Green jersey that I know you've been hiding for us. Okay? I'd wear that if I had it. Yeah, I know um, you would. Listen, AJ Green's going to be like a wide receiver four. I'm not saying he's going to be great. But for Kyler Murray's sake, he can catch some touchdowns here and there if Hopkins can't. And it's only going to help Kyler Murray in addition to his rushing. I think he's just going to – I think he's going to do it. He's going to be the number one this year. And uh, I would have Pat Mahomes number two. See, here's the thing, okay? You talk about Kyler Murray. I mentioned Josh Allen. You threw me a trickster here. Trickster. Mm. I got trickster. Kyler Murray number two, Susan. Oh, good, good. Put some respect. Because I, I do I, – you got to put respect on Kyler Murray's name because you're right. He does have that rushing floor that Lamar Jackson has, and he does have a better throwing arm than Lamar Jackson has, and he does have better weapons than Lamar Jackson has, which makes him a better fantasy quarterback. But as good as you are, Pat Mahomes is saying, you're not better than me. <laughs> number two for um, Kyler Murray Mason what do you got number two uh, well I mean we got the top three it's all interchangeable I have Josh Allen number two. Oh, um talk about him yeah I mean look uh last year Josh Allen was was absolutely phenomenal I think he obviously he was the number one uh quarterback um yeah. and I think he like I feel like he's not he doesn't have as much running potential. He's like kind of in between, right? A Kyler Murray and a Patrick Mahomes, right? I feel like Patrick Mahomes can run. He doesn't really run as much. He's more of a pocket passer. I feel like Josh Allen is a step up from that running wise. Uh, and his throwing might be a little less than Mahomes, but he can run. And ultimately, if we're talking guy who can run a little bit better than throw a little bit better, uh, then throw. I'm going with that guy. I like Josh Allen personally. Yeah, you're right. Because a little bit more. It's a good. It's a good way to put it in between Mahomes and and someone like Murray or Jackson because he does rush more than Mahomes. It's surprisingly not too much more. Well, I guess percentage wise is a big increase. Um, Josh Allen had over 400 yards, 421 rushing. Pat Mahomes at 300. That's not bad. Uh, still, I guess that would be like a close to a 50% increase though, from what Josh Allen has. But the thing is Pat Mahomes runs to, to extend the drive or something while Josh Allen runs more in a more designed fashion. Cause uh, he gets, he had eight rushing touchdowns. He had eight rushing touchdowns last year, nine, the year before that eight, the year before that, that's his whole season. While Pat Mahomes, he has, he has two touchdowns rushing um, the last three years so like so josh is more of a, a lot more of a dangerous threat while still throwing 4500 yards and almost 40 touchdowns 
Yeah. He's my number three, so I, I agree with you. Well, I have, I have Allen at number three, too, so I agree with you boys the same. How the fuck did Josh Allen not win MVP last year and you gave it to that fraud Aaron Rodgers? Because it's know. Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, that's kind of it, man. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has two MVPs that he shouldn't have won. Tony what Romo was... should have won in 2014. That's all I'm saying. Do they um, give an argument or a case for that? What's up with no, that? No, it just vote. Vote. Gotcha. But I didn't um, but I have I have Tyler at three. Oh, I know. And I think I I think Rodgers threw for 48 touchdowns and five interceptions. <laughs> That's a big deal. Um I have Tyler at three. Uh I think I honestly I think you can make the case uh, fantasy wise. For these guys, I mean, like actual NFL QB wise, I think it's different. But fantasy wise, I think you can make the case for all these guys to be kind of interchangeable because they can do both things. They can run, they can throw. Um, Kyler Murray probably more so on the run side, uh, but he can throw the ball well as well. And that's why I take him over someone like Lamar Jackson, where Lamar Jackson his ground game is phenomenal. But if there's game situations where there, there is game script for Lamar Jackson, which as a quarterback is not a good thing. You know what I mean? Where like yeah. if the Ravens are down and they have to throw the ball, I don't feel comfortable having Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't. Christ, bro. Lamar Jackson to me feels more like a gimmick where he's just like a, key, a running back who can kind of throw, but he doesn't have the weapons, doesn't have the arm, harder to trust for Get sure. Get that shit off my screen. You can barely see my face. I yeah, put, you can. I put Aaron Rodgers' profile pic as my virtual background on Zoom. Let's see here. I'll go. Can you like, Susan, can you like line up your face? That's scary. That's so cursed. Oh, that's funny. I was too busy putting that up. I forgot why we were talking about Lamar Jackson. Uh, we were talking about Lamar Jackson because I said I'd take Colin Murray over him. Game oh, script. Yeah, yeah. Green script, all that about Lamar Jackson. Uh, but we can talk about him after. And Kyler's your third pick, right? Yes. So, so I think all we, we all have the same guys, top three. And I think – Typical. Yeah. But it, it, typical. We all have a different order. We do. Isn't that something? Uh, typical. Interesting. Typical. typical. Number four. Glenn. Here's where it gets interesting. I'll go first. This, I think you're going to like this pick. Number four, I have Dak. Four have for Dak. four, baby. I have Dak four Prescott. Four for four, me too. Um, personally, uh, I think he's going to be good this year. Also, I, regardless of his shoulder thing, uh, everything looks like he's going to be all systems go when the season starts. And look, last year, it was absolutely tragic that he got injured when he did because he was having a ridiculous season uh, at that point. Like, I, it, we really, you really can't even put into terms how ridiculous it was. Uh, and he got hurt, obviously, cut his season short. But I think he's going to bounce back this year. He's going to have more, a little bit more time to work with. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, um, and uh, Amari Cooper. I don't know why I blanked on Cooper, but I remember dumbass Michael Gallup. Blake Jarwin. Uh, yeah. Oh, Blake Jarwin. 
Um, and Schultz. we, I think we, okay. I think we talked about this in the past. I think Dak coming back benefits Zeke. And I think obviously Zeke being there benefits Dak. So I'm, I'm looking for him to make, uh, to be, to be that guy. He'll be top five this year. I believe, um, I think he's going to be good. And uh, I think that offense is going to be very, very good this year as a whole. Dak Prescott, I also have at number four. Um, guys, it's time. Here's my sizzling hot take for quarterbacks, okay? It's not even really that much of a hot take, but it, it might be, okay? Dak Prescott in five games last year um, threw for 1,800 yards. Five games. Imagine what he's going to do in 17 this year. I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to win comeback player of the year. He's going to win NFL MVP. He's going to lead the Cowboys to a 12 and five record. Mm, interesting. NFC's champs. And he's going to finish as your number four fantasy quarterback. I believe it. Susan, I won't, I won't take no for an answer. You better have Dak at number four or you get the fuck out right now. <laughs> it's funny you say that because he wasn't. But then I just moved him to four while you guys were talking because I was looking. I was like, he should be up there. He was uh, number seven, I think, or something like that for me. But I, I moved him up. I mean, people forget he, he was number two, two years ago. and was, was on pace to be number one last year. I was going to say that. Oh, you should have said it earlier. He um, And you say he threw for 1,800 yards in five games, but that fifth game was when he got hurt. He only had 166 yards that game. So it barely accounts. He had weeks two through four, 450 yards, 472 yards, 502 yards. It's, it's not right. And like you said, he finished number two the year before. He started last year like he never missed a beat. Nasty on pace to be number one. Unfortunately, he got hurt. But you can't forget what he did leading up to that. No reason to see why it won't just pick up where we left off. Maybe a week or two of, of a little bit of rust, but he's he's the man and he has all the weapons. Here's the thing. Ankle injury, too. There's going to be a question to see how mobile he is because last year in five games, three rushing touchdowns. Let's not forget Dak and run, too. Mm-hmm. Dak. All right. All right, number five. So we all agree on number four. It's the first thing we agreed on with quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Number five, I'm going big trust. Lamar Jackson. Finally, here he is. There he is. There he is. Um, obviously, you have 2019 Lamar Jackson MVP. Broke the rushing record for a quarterback in a single season. And then 2020, he didn't do that. He didn't, he no. didn't, he didn't do that. But I expect Definitely big not. bounce back for big trust. Woo-woo. Um, the floor is just so high because of his legs. Anything he does throwing the ball is just a bonus. Great, I, feel like the, I feel like the offense is going to be better this year. You're going to have an established running back with J.K. Dobbins. You're going to have your veteran that he trusts there in Gus Edwards. You got the Lizard King in Baltimore. Same Same it's helpful. You still got Mark Hollywood Andrews. Brown, your big play threat. Mark Andrews, like you just said, Mason, one of his favorite targets. Why the fuck not? 
Let's get let's get let's get Lamar for MVP back trending. We need we need it. We need to see Lamar um, Jackson good in fantasy football. I mean, not to say it was bad last year. What do you finish? Let's see. Number ten. Number ten. You're still top ten, and it felt like he sucked the whole year. I say he was he was number ten, and I feel like him passing the ball last year just wasn't wasn't great in my opinion. Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, he had four hundred less yards. He still passing. ran for a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. I know, uh, that's what I'm Susan, looking at. What was his What was his touchdown to pick ratio? It's twenty six to nine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I thought it, I thought he had six to six before that. Right. I thought he had more interceptions. Well, uh, regardless, I have Jackson at five too, and I obviously, like Glenn said, I think it's because his floor by itself with his legs is so high that, like Glenn said, if you get a passing touchdown, great, or you get a good amount of passing yards, great, but you know my man is going to run in at least a touchdown a game, probably. You know what I mean? We didn't average 16 last year. Okay, well, whatever. Still, he has a lot of rushing touchdowns, okay? He has a lot of rushing yards. And for your quarterback to do that, it's great. I have him at six. Or five, sorry. You got him at five, too? Mm Mm-hmm. Zuzu, we got him. I got him at five. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) I mean, right. come on, man. A thousand rushing yards is a floor. The fuck? All right. Number six. Okay. We're all going to say it at the same time. Three. Hold on, hold, on, hold on. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Herbert Aaron Brady. Hey, we're all different. We're all different. <laughs> all I heard was. <laughs> I heard Aaron Rodgers. Jason Aaron Rodgers. I said Herbert. And you Herbert. said Tom Brady. Herbert. Oh, man. Herbert. That's a big jump. Justin Herbert. Let's not forget about Herbert because he's the man. Mm. He's a Herbert man. Okay, well, let's talk about Herbert. Uh, Glenn, you have him at number six. I got him at number eight. And I got him at nine. Okay, so we all have him in our top ten. Let's talk about Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert? What the fuck? He did not play 15 games last year, did he? Yeah, he took over pretty early this season. There he is. I don't think the first game that he played was like a full game, though. He missed week one. That was it. Tyrod Taylor played. Oh, yeah, that's right, because Tyrod Taylor got hurt. You mean Tyrod? Tyrod, yeah. Tyrod. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess he did. Off. For some reason, I thought he came in in, like, week three, week four, but I must have been mistaken. I would have thought the same thing. Last year, I had the fucking dilemma of owning Justin Herbert and Tom Brady in the same league, and I was like, who do I start? Who do I sit? I don't fucking know. I ended up trading Herbert and just rolling with Tom Brady because I can't – my brain my mental capacity can't deal with that stress of who to start and who to sit because they were both fucking nasty herbert however another year under his belt does not go through a sophomore slump he actually takes a step forward with the san diego with the los angeles chargers he's, and, the man. Uh, he's gonna be the man you, you look at his numbers last year in 15 games Number nine standard, number nine in PPR, throws for 4,336 yards, okay, as a rookie. 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. You like to see those numbers go down. Five rushing touchdowns. Not saying that it's going to happen again, but you like to see him move. You like to see him throwing the ball. San Diego's – fuck! Los Angeles – 
Los Angeles isn't uh, necessarily a powerhouse team. Uh, I think in their division, they're probably the third best team. I feel like they're going to be behind a lot in games too, to where they're going to rely on Justin Herbert's arm. Really, you put you put them behind uh, you the put them behind the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I put the Raiders. <laughs> I put the Raiders at number one. Whoa! Don't let Greg hear that. <laughs> just he just only had because, an aneurysm. He threw his phone across the room. Only because they have a nightclub in the stadium. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Herbert at number six. You talk about Rogers, Mason. You have him at number six. I got him at number seven. And you talk about Brady, Susan. I got him at number eight. So. All three guys that we set for number six are right around the same area for me. It's yeah. just a matter of who, 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 who does their own thing. Yep. Mason, talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers, like I said, uh, he's going to take – he's going to – last year, I think we saw the Brady effect or the Jimmy Garoppolo effect, right? So when people were saying in 2014, yeah, Brady started to slip, Brady's starting to slip, right? Um, Pitchers drafted Jimmy G. Brady had the best season that he had in a – uh, like three or four years, right? Um, I think the same thing happened last year with Rodgers, whereas, you know, he was kind of wasn't as hungry. Uh, you know, maybe you could blame a little bit on coaching too because obviously they got um, – uh, God, why am I blanking? Do you guys remember uh, who the coach of the Packers is? Um, Matt LeFleur. Creme de creme on LeFleur. Oh, yeah. They got they got LeFleur. Um so I think that changed things a little bit, but I think more, it was on, uh, you know, they drafted Jordan love and I think Aaron Rodgers kind of like Brady was getting up there in age. You heard the next guy knocking on the door a little bit. He said, nah, this is my team, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and he kind of just did his thing. Like you guys said, what about 48, 48 and five. Stupid. That's stupid. Best that's, of his career. That's dumb. Right. So, yeah, best of his career. And I don't think it's a good assumption to make that he's going to be better than that. No. He's pro- he's going to regress. He's going to uh, be ass. How much how much he regresses by is debatable. Um, but I think he's going to regress. That's why I have him at, at uh, six. Because a lot of those, like we said uh, about the guys ahead of him, he uh, – I think at this point in his career is more of a, he can still scramble. Uh, obviously you guys, I know as much as I am get pissed when Rogers is fucking ducking around in the backfield. And then he does that thing where he runs the sideline, puts the ball out for a first down. Yeah. Which it pisses me off. And I know it pisses you guys off too. Uh, but that's kind of all he does in the run game. Now he doesn't really, he used to, I think he used to be a lot more mobile earlier in his career. Um, but I don't think he has that, mobility as much anymore so those guys who have that mobility automatically i place higher uh than him so all right yeah i i I think that that uh six is a good spot for him personally aaron Rodgers, okay and his uh one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen year thirteen years as a starter for the Green Bay Packers. There's only two seasons where he hasn't finished top 10 in fantasy, and that's standard and PPR. I mean, it's kind of the same. You don't really count PPR for quarterbacks, whatever. Uh, In those two years, he got injured, playing only seven and nine games. That's in 2013 and 2017. The first four years of his career finished number one, number one, number two, number two. Got hurt the next year, 
Number two, 2015, he finished seventh. 2016, back up to number one. 2017, he finished 29th because he was hurt again. 2018, number seven. 2019, number nine. And last year, his MVP season, maybe one of his best seasons to date, finishes at number two. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Guys, it was a fluke. He's wow. not going to finish number two again this year. He's just not. He's still going to finish top 10, which is why I have him at number seven, because I think he's going to go back to the 2018-2019. He didn't throw for over 30 touchdowns in both of those seasons. Last year, he throws for 48. This is the year, guys. This is the year where we free Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones needs to be fed at the goal line. Enough of this five wide receiver bullocks with Aaron Rodgers on the two-yard line throwing on first and goal. Give it to Aaron Jones. Enough. 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 <laughs> yeah, I got Rodgers a 7-2 and with Brady a 6. I, I just like Brady. He was finished number seven last year. And with Godwin injured quite a bit uh, sporadically during the season. Mason knows all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio Brown was acquired halfway through the season, so he'll be there for week one, Godwin week one. Still got Mike Evans, another year in the system. It's Tom freaking Brady, bro. Um, that's all I got to say. Tom Brady at number eight for me, and here's why, okay? There's such of a thing called a Super Bowl hangover. He's I think, had a lot of those. I think the Buccaneers are going to be a great team. Might be NFC favorites again, but I think they're going to start off a little slow. I think Tom Brady's going to start off a little slow until they get moving and grooving or come October. And as the weather gets colder, well, I guess in Tampa Bay, it doesn't really get too much colder. It's hot down um, there. They'll heat up. Yeah, it's hot down there. Tom Brady's at number eight. He finished, shorts. he finished seven last year. Yeah, I get what you're saying about Godwin uh, playing most of the time. Uh, well, not, I'm sorry, playing most of the time this season, hopefully, compared to last year. Um, I just feel like Brady's going to be consistent. He's not going to have – he might have a couple stupid games here and there where he goes off for, you know, 30-plus points, but I feel like he's also capable of a couple duds. That happened last year too. Some 12-point oh, games, yeah. you know. Low, so it's going to be a balancing act with Tom Brady, uh, but at the end of the year, he's going to finish top 10. I just have him below Herbert and Rodgers. Uh, I have Brady actually at seven. Um, so I haven't finished him where he finished last year. And I think we talked about this, uh, on one of our previous episodes, whether it be the first one or the second one we did for this season, but I think that the Buccaneers are going to be good. Uh, I don't think they're going to experience a Super Bowl hangover because if there's one thing that Brady does consistently, it's put his nose to the, to the, uh, to the grindstone. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and I think that obviously, like Susan said, Godwin, hopefully healthy for the whole year for them. Uh, they're actually going to have Antonio Brown for the whole season. Obviously, maybe you get a little bit more out of Leonard Fournette for the whole season. He could be a little bit more consistent in the backfield. I have Brady behind Rodgers because I think, like I said, it's kind of a mobility thing fantasy-wise. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, though, probably not by a wide margin at this point, I think it's still more mobile than Brady. Brady obviously is a pure pocket passer. He's going to get you all of your points in the air. 
Um, so that's why I have him at seven. Hmm? Don't forget a couple of QB sneak touchdowns. That's true. That is true. He's good for usually one or two of those. Um, yeah, there's going to be a Super Bowl hangover for the Bucks because week one on Thursday night, they're going to get smacked in the mouth by the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. I just want you to say, just because Tom Brady has his nose to the grindstone doesn't mean all other 52 players on the team have their nose to the grindstone. Instead, they're going to have their noses in the dirt when the Cowboys plant them there. Right. One. Oh, um, okay. Yep. Number eight, Mason, who you Number got? Eight. I have uh, Justin Herbert. And oh, so like the top three, our six, seven, and eight are all agreed upon. Just mix <laughs> just in different orders. So let's move um, on. Not oh, me. Oh, no, I, I was I was just going to say uh, quickly, Justin oh, Herbert. I think, shit. What? Sousa doesn't have Herbert at eight. Oh, Sousa. Well, I'm just going to say, Justin Herbert, I think he's going to take a step this year. Obviously, he was very, very good last year. I don't think anyone really expected him to be as good as he was. I remember us watching him being like, who the fuck is this? I expected uh, Okay. Obviously, Glenn is an ESPN analyst, and he predicted this. But Watches college football. That's on his yeah. That, that's on his other podcast that he does uh, weekly with ESPN. But, NFL Network. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, obviously, uh, the one thing you say about the Chargers, I think they have a good offense. Um, Austin Eckler is a very good running back. Uh, I think Jared Cook will actually help them. I know you don't like to hear that, Glenn, but I think oh, he will help them. <laughs> uh, and then obviously Keenan Allen, uh, though I didn't have him in my top 10 wide receivers, I think he's right on the fringe there. I would have had him at 11. So, but it's not a top 11, it's top 10. Uh, but he's still one of the best receivers uh, in the, in the league. So with that guy on your team and Herbert, I think is just a good quarterback. So I think it makes that step goes top 10, number eight for me. All right, Susan, way to ruin everything. Who's your number eight? Wait a minute. Russell Wilson. Okay. Do you have Herbert in the top 10? Yeah, he's number nine for me. Okay. So he's next. Russell Wilson. Danger Russ Wilson at number Danger eight. Danger Russ Wilson. Explain yourself. He's been top 10 every year except for his first year where he was number 11. But it's not a top 11 list, top 10 list. But he's made mm-hmm. that every year since. Number six last year. Number three the year before that. He is that type of guy. Metcalf, you said, Glenn's going to be a top five guy, right? I'm pretty sure he's top five for you. Who's throwing him the ball? Not, not Rashad Penny. It's Russell Wilson. Definitely <laughs> not Penny and even on the field. <laughs> and then you always got Tyler Lockett for the deep ball. It's just going to be the same Russell Wilson who is a top six guy last two years, top ten every year. Uh, I don't see why that won't continue. I do think he'd be better than Justin Herbert. I have Herbert one spot after Wilson. There's really not much to explain. Um, last year. Russell Wilson throws a career high in touchdowns, a 40. However, he, he also throws a career high in interceptions at 13. It's not what I like to see. He's got to clean that shit up. The good news about <laughs> Russell Wilson is that he has his most attempts and rushing yards since 2017, which is what made Russell Wilson such a, a highly touted commodity at the quarterback position because – of his ground game. He could t- he, he wasn't necessarily a run first quarterback. So he's pass first when the opportunity is there, Russ can break some. He's danger Russ. I need to see it. Now here's the thing. 
He hasn't missed a game, okay, in his career. He's played 16 games all every season since he's been a starter in the league, which has been every year he's been in the league. I need to see it from week one to week 18. I need to see Russell Wilson be good because last year he was on pace to have an MVP season, and he kind of fizzled out. And instead of finishing as a top three quarterback in fantasy, he finished number six. I need it, okay? I have Russell Wilson at number 10 on my list. He's still top 10, but I just got faith in one more guy before him. And you could call it, you know, what you want. I'm going to let Mason talk about Russell Wilson. You got him in the top 10? I actually do not. I have wow. him. Number, yeah. I have him at number 11. Uh, oh, wow. I, I like I like Russell Wilson. Uh, I like him a lot. But I think two people are going to make a jump this year, and they're going to surpass me. Even if it's by a little bit. Kind of, I feel kind of the way that you do, Glenn, about your wide receivers. I feel the same way kind of here. I feel like my 8, 9, and 10 are a little interchangeable with who I have from like 11 and 12, but Glenn's recovering uh, from a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> do you want me man. to tell you who number nine is? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if your number nine is as spicy as my number nine. Wait, uh, we might have the same guy then. No, I think you don't. I think your number nine is actually number nine in Joe Burrow. Am I right? I have number 10. Oh, of course. <laughs> wow. I, uh, so do you want to talk about Joe Burrow? And then I can tell you who I have at number nine. I don't have Joe Burrow in my top ten, but yeah, go ahead, Joe Burrow. Wait, 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 what? Oh, oh, I thought you—I thought you said he was on your ten. Um, no. well, let me tell you, I have, I have a number now. Oh, well, now you know who my number ten is. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll talk about Joe Burrow. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow a lot. Um, I was a big fan of his last year. Like I've said previously, he made me a fan of the Bengals, which I never thought would happen in my life yeah. ever. Uh, I actually really enjoyed watching him play. Thought he had. Uh, you know, he had stones, really fun to watch. And also he was good. Like he was, he was a good fantasy quarterback. Obviously he got hurt, really fucked up his knee. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions. What the fuck is that? Who the fuck? What? That's Joe Burrow. Okay. Why is there a Dallas Stars, uh, uh, Dallas Stars, a Dallas Cowboys logo? What is that? Because I was playing with him in Madden. Oh, team. okay. I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, I like I like Joe Burrow a lot. Obviously, you got T. Higgins on that offense. He was very good last year. I think he'll he'll take a step forward. He was a guy T. who was T. I feel like is like top fifteen um, wide receivers possibly. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow. I think he's a good quarterback. Obviously, the big question with him, the reason why I put him ten, big question with him is how he's going to look with that knee. Um, because and the offensive line. Yeah, because. Uh, that injury that he's coming back from is not a normal ACL tear. He really fucked up his knee. So we'll see a lot of times guys aren't the same coming back from there. <laughs> All right. Enough with the Madden pictures. My God. Um, yeah, that's why I got Joe at 10. Joey yeah. B. And two questions. The knee and the offensive line. If he's healthy and fine, let's fucking go. All bets are off for Joe Burrow. If the offensive line can play somewhat consistent, he's got weapons. Okay, he's got Tyler Boyd. He's got Jamar Chase, rookie. And he's got T motherfucking Higgins. Let's go. I'm in for the Joe show. I love Joe Burrow. I just don't know. If he's running for his life for 17 games this year, 
I don't know if we're going to get consistent fantasy play from. Mm-hmm. And you lost AJ Green. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can oh say Joe Burrow God. ran AJ Green out of fucking Cincinnati. I have oh, Joe Burrow like out of outside my top 14. Actually, oh. QB2. Well, this, so that's very bold of you, Mason. Interesting. I like Joe Burrow. Like I said, all systems go right. He's got potential to be top 10, maybe even get him up to number six if everything oh. goes right. If everything goes right. Dang but I don't it. have him in my top ten. My number nine. Okay, Mason, you didn't say your number nine. And I haven't revealed my number ten, so we all got one guy missing. All right. My number nine is going to be the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey! Jalen Hurts. That's me too, baby. He's my ten. All right, let's talk about him and why we have him in our top ten. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, I just talked about Joe Burrow for – I just gushed about him for fucking two minutes. So, when are you guys kidding? <laughs> uh, I'll just go – I'll go quickly say what I got to say, and that's just the, the sample size we have, although small, he did very well. He played three, like, full games where his snap percentage was, like, 100%. Everything else was kind of um, – the game before that was only 41%. So Carson Wentz was in there. He only had three legitimately full starts and he was electric. He, he showed what he can do on the ground, which is very important in those few games they played already had 350 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. Um, his, his receiving cast isn't the best, but like I said before, the Russian co- quarterback is a cheat code and you've seen Lamar Jackson have shitty weapons and a shitty arm doesn't matter sometimes. And I, I trust Jalen Hurts' arm and, and um, receiving talent a little bit more than, than Lamar Jackson. So you give me that rushing production, I'm on board. Guys, is the NFC East going to be actually good this year? Let's not get carried away. Listen, I'm, I'm looking at these rosters and the teams, and I'm, I'm thinking. So you got the Cowboys, who arguably have one of the best offenses in the league. The only question on their team is the defense and if they can win in crunch time. You got the Eagles, okay? Now put all their chips in Jalen Hurts' basket. I'm looking at the roster. You got Miles Sanders. You still got Boston Scott. You got – oh, I just had it, and I just lost it. You Ertz got, and Goddard. You got Ertz and Goddard at the tight ends. I mean, that's that's probably one of the best tight end tandems you'll have in the league next to Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry or Dalton Shorts and Blake Jolin. Oh, Dalton my Shorts. God. <laughs> but uh hold on. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. They have Jalen Rager. Um Jalen Rager, they got um Quez Watkins, and they got Heisman Trophy winner Devonta Smith in the first mm-hmm. round. Why not? Give him some young blood. Let him go to work. Let him do the damn thing. Agreed. I like what we saw from him last year. And every year in fantasy football, there's a quarterback who kind of go mid-tier but he makes a jump into the top 10. And I think this year it's going to be Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles. As a Cowboys fan, it sickens me that he's on the Eagles because I like him as a player and as a competitor. He's the man. I was upset when they drafted him at, uh, in the second round last year. Actually, it was kind of funny because they had Carson Wentz. But now they shift Carson Wentz out of town, which means this is Hurts' team. Yeah, baby. And it scares me just a little bit. Mm. As a Cowboys fan. I, I understand that, man. But I think 
Uh, for me, the reason why I have him at nine, once again, goes back to something I think we've hit on a lot during this podcast when it comes to quarterbacks is that there's the, the, the floor is high because he's mobile. And from what we've seen, obviously, like Sousa said, short, very small sample size. But from what we've seen, it's been promising. It looks like he can throw the ball at least decent. Uh, and, you know, if he can put it all together, I think he can definitely crack the top 10 just because of his, his mobility alone. Um, because, I mean, look, Lamar Jackson can do it, and I, I'll be honest, I don't think that he can throw his way out. Like, if we've t- I've talked about this, if his team's down – and you need him to throw the ball, I don't think he can do it. Can Jalen Hurts? We'll find out um, this season. But I think that there's there's a lot of promise there, you know? Oh, my God. What? Susan hasn't given us his number 10 quarterback, right? Uh, no. I know who it is. It's, it's his favorite player. No, it's his Big Ben, no. Oh, it's his I, yeah. favorite player of all time. Son of a bitch. All right, Sousa stepped away for a second, but when he comes back, this is a spoiler word. When he reveals his number 10 quarterback, it's going to be none other than his favorite, most prestigious player in the NFL history, Matthew Stafford. Let's talk – you know what? Let's talk about it on the assumption that that's who it is. Because okay. uh, Matt Stafford. Stafford almost made my top 10. He's like 12 or 11. Yeah, there okay. he is. All right, Sousa. Let's hear it. Who's me, your number me 10? Me Glenn told the listeners who your number 10 is. Let's see if we're right. I just said Jalen Hurts is my number 10. Oh, fuck. That's why we all talked about him. Oh. Who's your number 11? <laughs> um, Jesus. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, fuck off. Fuck you. I thought you didn't give us num- your number 10, but yeah, you're right. You said Hurts. What do you think? Would it be Taysom Hill or something? No, we thought it was going to be a favorite player of all time, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford? Not quite. Oh, not shut quite. up. <laughs> it should have been there. <laughs> yeah. So let's not talk about Matt Stafford. I will say this. Stafford for the Rams is going to be better than he was on the Lions. Um, and yep. I think Jared Goff, this might be where his career goes to die. Yep. Damn. I agree. Yep. Guys. We did it. That's Wait, it. we're not done. What? Give me a take about a quarterback this year, either bad or good. I got one. Susan, do you have one? Because I went first last time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, what? my God. What? Remember how we forgot about Michael Thomas? Yeah. Yep. We forget about somebody else. Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> Guys. Oh, wide Desha- receiver. Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the thing about him is that he's going to jail. Well, the jury, <laughs> the jury, no pun intended, the jury's out. Um, what the fuck is happening with him? When I was, I was listening to a podcast earlier, and apparently, because he's being uh, investigated criminally right now, he can't be investigated by the NFL, which means if he can't be in- investigated by the NFL, he can't be put on the commissioner's exempt list. So, right. technically, he could play the whole season right. if the investigation doesn't conclude by the end of the season. But, Definitely obviously, got that's a huge risk. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge risk, obviously. Um, 
Otherwise, uh, scumbaggery aside, I'd have him in my top 10. But we don't, don't really know. Podcast. Yeah, that's true. The headline on him that I'm seeing with uh, Sleeper is just he might be a weekly scratch this season. Just too risky for the team even. Even the, the depth chart is saying he's fourth in line. Who knows what's actually going to happen because he is their best guy, obviously. So if he can play, like you said, Mason, I don't see why you wouldn't, aside from moral issues, but you're trying to win a game here. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, the risk is too is too great to put him in the top ten. I wouldn't draft. Yeah, I would draft I all these quarterbacks ahead of him and plus more. Um, as far as Susan, do you have a, a take that? I was oh, I was going to go with Trey Lance. 49ers QB. I think Jimmy Garoppolo might be done this year for the 49ers. He might start at first, but I think Trey Lance is going to take over before half the halfway point in the season. And I also think he's going to be good. He's going to surprise people. And for those weapons like Debo and Ayuk, I think he's going to do very well for those. Don't forget Kittle. It's going to be good. I think Trey Lance is going to explode. Kind of like a, I mean, not like top three, but maybe like a Herbert type deal where he finishes top 10. Ready for my QB, um, ready for my QB take? I like the Trey Lance thing. So you think Trey Lance can be the best rookie quarterback this year? Yeah, good way to put it. Rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got, I think he has the biggest chance to succeed. So I agree with that. But my QB take, guys, you ready for this? I want to make sure our listeners too. Now, if you if you're in your car, why don't you turn up the max volume? If you're listening at work, put those headphones up, put those AirPods up to max volume because this take right here is hot. It's not sizzling. It's hot. We'll start sizzling hot takes once week one rolls around. Here we go, guys. Hit me one. It's the take that you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. Mm-hmm. In either our 14-man league or even a standard 12-man league, Cameron Newton is going to finish as a QB1. Damn, Cammy! I want to throw up. I want to throw up. You're right. I didn't want to hear that take. Believe that. All the doubters, all the people calling in the 98 Fathers 4 at top. I mean, why don't they just fucking stop Mac Jones already? You got the kid. Why not groom him? Groom him under the system with Bill Belichick. Cam can't even throw seven yards in front of him. It's not 2015 no more. I'll tell you what, bitch. It's 2021. And Cam Newton is about to silence the haters. He's about to lead the Patriots back to the playoffs. Bill will have the last laugh. Oh, I like it. Okay. Uh, I have to go take a shower after that take. But um, so mine is, uh, I think, actually, this this one will probably piss Glenn off. So we'll be even. Uh, I think my hot take for court. Well, this is really hot takes. Uh, I think my thing is, I think that Carson Wentz, is actually, 
He's good. Number one, he's going to come back from injury. Okay. He'll be fine. And he's going to finish as a QB one. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I am rooting for Carson Wentz now because he's not on the Eagles. <laughs> I think it would be the funniest thing in the world if he just lights it up for the Colts and they go deep in the playoffs uh, behind Carson Wentz. I, yeah. I, I, I would enjoy that. Look, I think the thing is, we've seen it. We see, uh, saw it when Wentz had his best season. It was when Frank Reich was the OC in, uh, in Philly. Now, obviously, he is the head coach of Indianapolis. Uh, he went out. He liked Wentz still, even though Wentz has not looked good uh, since he left. And he went out and he got him uh, at a pretty steep price, too, if I remember correctly, uh, uh, draft capital-wise. So... I think they really believe in him, and I think that he can be good. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think so, too. He's got some weapons. Uh, I'd like to see Michael Pittman Jr. take a step forward in the second year. He's still got the vet, T.Y. Hilton. you got mm-hmm. a plethora of running backs between Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor. you got your tight ends. you got the stellar offensive line. All systems go for Carson Wentz, along with a good yeah. defense on the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, he – um. I, although for the Eagle fans take, it would be kind of funny if he lights up with the Colts, but uh, Carson Wentz also played a big role of getting the Eagles a Super Bowl. So did he though? I feel like, I feel like they got enough from him. How many playoffs? He got a Super Bowl. Did... They're happy. They don't How many playoff games did Carson Wentz? He got them towards the playoffs. Got them he there. He did. So that's he... a big part. That's what I was saying. He played a big part into that. So if they build a statue of a quarterback for winning a Super Bowl, you think they put. Carson Wentz, or you think they put Nick Foles? Nick Foles. Okay, I just asked him. That's all I want to say. And, and I'm sorry, did they draft Carson Wentz at the number two pick, or did they draft Nick Foles at the number two pick? Carson Wentz. Oh, okay. Just check. I guess, right? You're supposed to be yeah. the same, same draft class as Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, among others. Number two. And Yeah, I guess so, but they still got a Super Bowl. So it's like – you don't expect to win five in a row. You got one. They're happy. They're going to be good for the next five years, and then they'll be complaining. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, regardless, we'll see. I'd so, be happy if I was them. I don't know. Yeah. Woman, <laughs> um, that'll do you. Next week, we're coming back at you with running backs, the most important position in fantasy football. Herbies. NTs. I'm thinking tight ends. Tight ends. We're not talking loose. And then the weekend after the week after, we'll give you kickers and special teams. Yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No one has time for that. Literally. No, no the, one week, has time. the week after will be week one, Mason. Then we got to prepare I know, for the actual I know. season. We got re- this time next week. We'll have our that's teams true. drafted. We'll have our teams. Leagues, our shared so best of luck Woo! to you guys. Best of luck to the league. Best of you luck don't to mean the commissioner. It. I just hope that um, you guys you hope all I make the playoffs so you win a bet. Right, right. I hope that happens, and I hope um, I still have everyone's respect when the streak continues. I continue to make the playoffs, and I take home the championship this year because I'm tired of letting other guys have it. Okay, I'm tired of just saying letting. You know, it's it's just think about it. Okay, people who get past me in the playoffs, they end up in the championship game. Is that a coincidence? Hmm. Hmm. I think so.
He's out of here. No, no, no. All right. I'm editing this out. Guys, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.